Okay, here we are. Right. In uh, glittering London. It's drizzling, horrible, grey October day. Murky, um, murky, murky London. Welcome to episode two Hurrah! of the podcast. <coughs> that was quite a bit loud, I think everyone just looked at me. <laughs> Hurrah. We're very excited about it being episode two. I think that's fair enough. Um, Welcome everyone to Shift Run Stop episode two already. I know, so it, seems, it seems like only only two days ago we were recording episode one. It does, and, <laughs> and unusually it people... Yeah, it's been a very, very short amount of time. And unusually people won't have to wait a fortnight for episode two. No, but from now on you will. So, yes. so savour this and the previous one and the taster. <gasps> episode zero. Um, yes, ground zero, if you will. Uh, because you'll have to wait another two weeks before we get another one together. So, But for now... Enjoy the moment. Well, while it lasts. Yes. Don't wish your life away. Exactly. Yeah, two weeks is about right, I think. We mm. probably won't be able to do one every week. I think we'd, we'd no. not be able to. I wouldn't be able to. No, I think I don't think it's that important to us that we're going to let it ruin our lives to that extent. Um, but what's on episode two, Rue? What's coming up uh, today? Because I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to make it up. Uh, today we've got uh, Scribble Noughts. We're going to be trialling the new Nintendo DS game Scribblenauts, which Rue's got on his Nintendo DS. It's going to work really well in, in podcast form, I yes. fear. We'll, we'll be um, describing, uh, <laughs> we're using all of our descriptive skills. Yes, the, the silent, entirely visual game Scribblenauts <laughs> is the one we've chosen to it, play. It does have music. We could, we could uh, turn the music on. Mm. People could hear the... Oh, we should definitely do that. Yeah. So Scribblenauts, uh, what else? We've got David Schneider in today. David Schneider from... Um, from 28 Days Later and uh, Mission Impossible Mission Impossible that's what he's best known for those two films and those sort of talking head shows where he talks about um, the most annoying TV show of the year and things like that have you seen one of those? he does do a lot of those doesn't he? are we allowed to ask him about those? yeah he's he's probably doing one today Um, (laughs) he's did one last week he was telling me about it went to the wrong place it's funny Um, what else does is Dave Schneider um, um, works a lot with um, with Alan Partridge I was going to say he's a real person Partridge. with Steve Coogan and Armando Iannucci and yeah. that gang he's part of that gang yes um, and, and he's uh, very funny he's a very funny comedian he's, and he's Jewish so we might talk to him about being Jewish well, wait, so that was Dave Schneider yeah well, more else? seasonal snacks with Dave Green yes um, of course the Halloween season time? yeah we're, we're so excited about Halloween and the food that <laughs> the food that goes along with it um and you might be surprised by how scary and and not not as scary as they should be some of the Halloween snacks are. A bit disturbing, some of them. So that'll mm. be coming up later in this episode. Today we're yes. recording from a glittering uh, cafe, and it's uh, it's pretty noisy in here. So mm. you'll certainly have plenty of plenty of atmos. Yes, indeed. Is it recording now? It's fine. Yeah. Is it? Is it's, it actually we're going? Yeah, yes, we're definitely going. recording. Let's do it. So we should introduce David. Hello. David uh, Schneider, hello. Hiya, hello. Hello. Uh, I, you don't know me, I'm Rue. No. Uh, yeah, I know who you are. Yes, well I know who you are now from having met you. It's not about me. <laughs> but we don't go back that far. No, so. we're, we're new, but, but yeah. Layla and, and, and David are friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the closest approximation to sum up our relationship, yes, in the English language. That's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going in, I can tell. Um... Yes, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know David quite well, but I don't know about his interest in numbers, which he was going to talk about to us today. So, yeah, well, so I was just thinking, you know, you said 
that there's a geeky element. Yes. Because you are the female geek. Um, by just, Jermaine just, Greer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's, uh, so there's that element I was thinking, I mean, I am geeky in a lot of ways, um, but I don't do, like, computer games. Um, but, what I, but I am quite obsessive about things like, well, meta things, like throwing a bin away in a bin. Nothing <laughs> yeah. gives me greater pleasure yeah. than that. And, and, that and, and then I sort of thought that what I am slightly uh, geeky about is, is numbers. And I do right. have a love of numbers. And, and um, I'm going on from this to meet my accountant. Yeah. Which, you know, it's really been a bit, it, I am, yeah, I numbers. am. I mean, he, he gets a bit freaked out. Do you by the, need an accountant or do you just like hire one so well, you can talk about numbers? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've done all the, I've done all the work. Well, I do do a ton of the work. Right. So that he has to scrabble around, um, <laughs> sort of justifying his enormous fee. Um, but but I, so I, will, I pay him to have the pleasure to do the numbers. And I add them up um, mentally. I never use a calculator right. because I enjoy... I do them in little columns of about 20 uh, sort of receipts each. Because right. I enjoy seeing the number bonds working. I enjoy seeing three and seven, bang, they're together. Yeah, Eight and two, right. bang. Five, five further up, there's a six that I can put with the four further down, right. bang, and look at me, remember. I love seeing them getting together. Uh, I, I get enormous... Beautiful. Yeah, and it's, and it's not just number bonds. It's that I feel that each number has its own personality. Right. I, I feel, personally, I don't understand anyone who likes even numbers. Right. I feel they're too smug. Really? I feel that, yeah, I just don't think there's anything interesting about them. Right. I think even numbers do nine to five. They have office jobs. Odd numbers that you're you're looking at me. I thought this is, well, this that, is too geeky, isn't it? No, 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 no,
radical numbers. Right. That would, uh, I think that would make it interesting. People would go, I want to buy a house because I want to get out on the market and see some of these interesting numbers. <laughs> I couldn't get to the end of that sentence. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like you. Everyone's going to just respond to the number rather than anything else so. to do with the house. If like, something... How much does it cost? That's all I need to know. Okay, That's you... all I need. Yeah. And I'll live there. I look, like, you've got a choice. number on the front door and how much does it cost? Yeah, that's it. That's all you <laughs> For me, what else could you possibly? You, can, you just need. Oh, yeah, you got seven bedrooms. Yeah, You just need. Yeah, on the documents, on the estate yeah. agents' details, just put the number of the house. Yeah, it's just you know that's it. That's all. In, but but to defend my argument, if 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 you what's what's more interesting, see a house that's five hundred thousand pounds, or to see a house that's. 495,000, a bit more interesting already. Mm. But a house that's on sale for 492,693 pounds. Makes you think. Yeah, you go, what's going on? Why have they lopped off the seven pounds of the, why have they lopped it off? And instantly, you're looking for factors. Yes. You're thinking, is that divisible by yeah. three? Is that divisible by three? Mm. Uh, which, you know, I now feel we ought to do that because you just have to add those numbers mm. up together and see if they are yeah. divisible mm. by three. With three, it's good like that. So, what about numbers with lots of factors? Like, you, you, you like even numbers, you like primes. But what about like six? No, I don't. I, I, so I, like like numbers, I don't. I like primes. I will make an exception for 12. Like 12? I like 12. <laughs> and 64 as well. And, and 64. Oh, I've never thought about 64. There's a lot going on in 64. It's probably very cocky. I think something about 12 is the first number that, um, that is, has got a lot going on. Mm. Uh, so I think because it's the first one, you have to respect it. It's, it's, right. you know, it's like the first man who ran under 10 seconds right. for the you 100 think, you metres. Right, you think it was there first? Like, it, was a, it was a kind of trailblazer. Yes, it was the first number right. with a lot going on. Right. Threes and fours and twos and sixes yeah. and ones, you know. Um, and then there came the sort of Usain Bolts of the number world that went crazier and crazier in smashing this, um, you know, the how many factors can we have mm. record. But you always, I, I do like to, and there's a mystical quality as well. So, you know, mm. three times four is a very mm. mystical number, the 12 disciples. One. And on that, is there a thing, oh yeah, I suppose, um, but is there a thing with... Um, Judaism. I mean, is this? Is this Can you really say that with more contempt? No, no, Judaism. There's a question mark at the end. No, no, no I just mean like, is there a um, is there a thing about numbers and superstition and being Very Jewish, so. which is relevant to this? Yeah, I mean, as, as you know, I am quite superstitious. I, I speak mm. Yiddish, which is a very sort of superstitious language. You can't sort of say um, I'm well without without spitting three times or saying um, <laughs> uh, no evil eye, you know, because as soon as you say I'm well, then uh, the evil Stop eye, it. Yeah, <laughs> pu- 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 then the evil eye goes, what, someone's well, I've got to go and screw it up for them. Oh, right. um, so I, I, I am superstitious um, in that way. Mm. And numerically, um, Jews, there's, there's a sort of gematria, which is part of the Kabbalah, which is numerology. So mm. every, every name has its numerical equivalent, because like in the Hebrew alphabet, A is one, B is two, or yeah. the equivalent letters. Oh. Um, so that means that you can fiddle with names. So, so in the old days, in the shtetl, in the Eastern European settlements, the Orthodox Jews, if, if uh, Layla wanted to marry David, then they would add up. <laughs> The, the numbers. I don't know where this is going, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you worried? Well, so, uh, David, uh, D, the D is four and the V would be six. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my number is 14. David okay. adds up to 14. Uh, Layla, um, that would probably be uh, thir- two L's, so that's 30 each, that's 60, and, uh, and probably two... 
two, no, just one year, just 70, stay, stay with me, 71, yours will be 71, an interesting number. Right. An interesting number, not yes. 70, dull, no. 71, prime, yeah. um, odd, yeah. um, 71, but prime 14, four, yeah, so 14 <laughs> and 71 don't really have any relationship at all, so they oh. might say, mm, it's not going to work. Had your number added up to uh, 28, mm. then they go, oh, look, that's, yeah. that's, that, 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 works. that works. But they would also say, um, happiness might add up to 14 plus 71. David plus Layla oh, might be uh, the equivalent 85 yes. of happiness. So, they, so numerology was something that was part of the folk tradition right. rooted, rooted back to Kabbalah and, and yeah. Jewish mysticism. Mm. I tried um, to sell a car once to somebody who refused, or nearly refused to buy it on the basis that the digits in the number plate added up to 13. Right. But it wasn't that it said one three. It was like you know five, yeah, yeah, five yeah. three or something. And and they they had to, they really had to think about it. Yes, um, yes, because yes. obviously you know they they were uh, kind of similarly obsessed about yeah uh, about both both the superstition, but also just that having spotted that, which I never would have right. even put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose if I was a numerologist living yes. in a in a, a shtetl, yes, or someone who just lives on his own <laughs> <laughs> since his mum died, then uh, yeah, I mean that's but that's the thing we we get a sense of numerology in our British culture with the number 13 and with 666. Yeah. So there is a sort of, that that thing with 13 is something that traditional religious Jews would feel all the time mm. with all numbers mm. and uh, with a lot of, lot of names yeah. mm. as well. Do you think your interest in numbers comes from your Jewish heritage in that way or do you think you're just a bit strange? I think, I think I'm just <laughs> a, bit a bit strange. Bit I think it's, like, I do love... I, I did a maths A level, even though I'm sort of arty, mm. like really. I love maths. I love the concept of maths. I mean, I, I love that thing of um, it, that um, maths is the link, as Jung, the psychologist, said, is a link between the real world. You can actually hold two apples in your hand, mm. um, uh, and the the conceptual world of the number two. Um, mm. I, I love that, and then. You know, I was trying to explain to my poor daughter uh, the other day how excited I was by negative numbers. Mm. That you know that that discovery that oh, there's a minus two. Yeah. You can't actually have you can can't hold minus two apples, but you can sort of grasp mm. that as a concept. Um, uh, how exciting that was, and then the discovery of zero, and the dis- and how fractions. You know, you can understand half an apple, but 0.4736 mm. is, is harder in reality but you know I just mm. I do you're just mmming in a very where is the door way <laughs> how do no, I get out of here no, way which is normally what happens when I talk no, about maths and also the sort of that, there is a mystical element which um, rather than the Jewish informing my obsession with numbers I think my obsession with numbers informed my obsession with Jewish mysticism there's that, that sort of yes. three into four you know that, that's a sort of Christian or it's a sort of universal Jungian concept of um, mathematics with the three turning into four the, like the trinity is an important mm. concept but yeah. threes and fours are mandalas and eastern religions all about yeah. I love all that love it yeah. but I do bore people with it <laughs> and you've allowed me to do that no, it's, it's fascinating it's, um, so um, yeah and you and you speak Fluent Yiddish? Is it possible to speak fluent Yiddish? Well, it's possible, but I I don't anymore because I'm right. I'm rusty. Yeah, I mean there's there's. Who do, and who would, I mean who would you speak, would you speak to? to yeah, <laughs> yeah would you speak to? Well, I could go to uh, Stamford Hill in East London and speak to the ultra orthodox, the Hasidic mm-hmm. um, Jews who do still speak um, Yiddish. Uh, uh, and and Yiddish, although it's dying out or pretty much died out amongst secular Jews. 
because of the Holocaust and assimilation and what have you, mm. um, is still spoken um, in by ultra-Orthodox Jews and, and I think has a future there. So right. I could go and speak to them about it. Do you think, do you feel like, um, do you think it's a shame that it's dying out or do you feel like you want to keep it alive like the Welsh with their Welsh TV channels. Yeah, yeah. Should there be a Yiddish TV channel? Well, yeah, I mean, be limited. I yeah. mean, uh, I'd, I'd <laughs> You'd be... get loads of work, though, Yeah, you? yeah. Me. Although, you know, there's plenty of Yiddish on, online with the uh, ultra-Orthodox. Again, there's, there's Wikipedia exists in Yiddish um, for oh. the ultra-Orthodox. I mean, there's lots of... There is a lot of online Yiddish, so, you know, it still, mm. still exists. Uh, I mean, I, I sort of feel... I get what, you know, I'm, I'm a very selfish person, as you know, so I get what I need from it. I don't have yeah. any agenda. She's nodding. You're not interested in the community. I don't really care about anyone else. You're, you're not translating Wikipedia into Yiddish no. for everyone else. No, 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 no. Because no. one of my favourite number ultimately is one. Yes. Uh, um, yes. But yes, but I think it is, it's, its future is safe with the ultra Orthodox community. And I do feel there's a wonderful culture that, you know, to a certain degree, I'm. I'm happy to transmit as much of it as I can. Right. And d does that influence your comedy? Do you find Yiddishness and Jewishness creeping up in what you do? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I sort of... I, I do have a Jewish comedy act, which um, is very Jewish with Yiddish, and, and when I do it in front of Jewish audiences, they sort of can't believe just how Jewish it is. Right. <laughs> um, and I love doing that. I, I, so there's a sort of release that I feel doing that, and I think... I think I've still to um, do a sort of Shazam type thing between my Yiddish self and my mainstream comedy mm -hmm. self and really exploit the two of them. So there's an underground David Schneider act that goes to bar mitzvahs. Yes, <laughs> yes, there is. It's a very, it's very unseedy. Underground makes it sound oh, really sorry, no. alternative. I meant, I meant cult, but rather than underground. Even cult. I mean, we're talking, you know, just being think of a... To be honest, <laughs> No, 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 I know what you're saying, and I like the idea of it being a bit edgy and alternative, but then you should go to the King David suites and see the size of some of these mitzvahs. Uh, okay, and it's okay. hard to say this is, a, you know, okay. yeah. when you have seven fair. courses, it's hard to talk about this being underground. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't, you know, I do do the odd mitzvah, but um, it's more putting on sort of Jewish events. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's right. yeah. So I'm doing a Jewish tour, actually, in, uh, of, of student Jews uh, at the end of January. <laughs> yes, which, which bizarrely, the, um, this uh, very orthodox organisation has, um, has organised, even though I'm not at all orthodox myself, because it's so Jewish. Mm. I think they, they think point him in the direction of people who are, who are sort of lapsed Jews, and there's a sort of bridge where... Sort of bridge where he can suck them in. That would be a vacuum bridge, which is a weird concept. Something from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, it's a bridge. Airlock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So shall we now play Scribble Knots? Oh, okay. Yes. This is amazing. It's got a pen sort of inside it. <laughs> now, Lena, you don't own a DS. No, of course not. I'm not, I'm not a gamer. That's um, outrageous. I thought everybody had one that. of these. No, I don't. Um, I have one of the old. Um, little Nintendo handheld fold-out. I can't even remember what it's called now. Okay, well, yeah, just try it from that. Okay, so you click on the pen, and then you can use the sort of visual keypad to type in any any word of a thing, and it will make... Any word of a thing? Any word that is a thing. <laughs> but as long as it's not rude... Yeah, uh, it doesn't know any rude ones. It doesn't know rude words, and it doesn't know proper... Uh, names. Brand names. It doesn't know brand right, names. Right, okay. It doesn't know brand names. 
Does it does it know um, Yiddish words? Can I don't we, know. Can we get schmuck. <laughs> How do you spell schmuck? I don't know. We need Dave to tell us. S-C-H. Oh no! I fucked it up. Oh. Oh, go back. Go back. The music's quite quiet actually. S C H M U. Can I edit there? No. Oh, you just have to start again. Go back. It's not going to know schmuck, is it? Let's face it. You should definitely try it. <laughs> S-C-H-M-U-C-K. Absolutely, that's how you spell it. And then tick? Yep. Oh, it ha- it's made of schmuck. It's got a schmuck. <laughs> Unbelievably. This is slightly, possibly slightly anti-Semitic game. But, and, and he's got it. He's, <laughs> he's got wearing a dunce's cap. It's, it's like it a small a, boy wearing a dunce's cap. It is an anti-Semitic game. Why is it anti-Semitic? Because it's saying that, that, that Jewish... Things are, no, it's oh, saying that oh. schmucks are stupid because that's what schmuck means. Is that what it means? Like yeah, a dunce? Yeah. It doesn't just mean a what Jewish do you think bit. It meant? No, I didn't. I, I suppose that. Is, I suppose I did know that really. Um, that's quite interesting though that it does. It does know a, a Yiddish word. Can we try any other Yiddish? What, what wiener? Is that? Is that, is, that is that just a German word? Oy vey, I'm, I'm running out already. Yeah, oy vey, it won't. do this in a different order. No, it doesn't know. It doesn't know, Vina. Go back. Um. Uh, oy. O-Y. It knows O really. O-R-L-Y. Let's see what it does for orly. Uh, yes. Oh, it's, an owl. it's made an owl. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so brilliant and unexpected, and it's sort of flying as well, which is just quite amazing. Oh, what else? What, does it know lolcat? Do you think? We need to try. Or longcat? It might know. No, it doesn't know lolcat. Knows lol what? Lol what? So tap the word again. Oh yeah, never learn. Oh, oh, it's a great big face with. Uh, it's eating the owl. To the owl. That's disturbing. Oh. So if we can make something, we could fly up there. So wings or something? Do you yeah, think? make will, some wings. Will, will it, will it on you attach you should them? be able to fly, yeah. Have you done this? I know, I don't think wings. I've ever used wings before. Oh, there. They're sort of angel wings. Yep. And, and now so he's now wearing tap in, tap in the air and you'll oh, fly. Oh, look. Isn't, isn't that, that so cute? It's a game of discovery. I think this is really good, actually. I mean, it's obviously sort of for children or whatever, but some of the words it knows are really surprising. Oh yeah, the wings don't really keep him up there. Maybe um maybe he needs a helium balloon. Helium. I'll let Rue have a go in a minute, no, considering it's, it's his it's game. Space is there is next that to space? space? Yeah, this is good. Helium balloon. Do you mean uh, balloon? So you can have balloon oh. the vehicle or balloon the tool. I reckon balloon the vehicle might be what you. Yeah. Wow. Great big hot air balloon. Massive hot air balloon. Less a helium balloon than, than a hot air balloon, really. You'll need to drag it into empty air. There you go. Oh, I see. So and now, up. you should be able to click anywhere on the screen and it will fly to it. And what happens if you keep going up forever if you get to the stars? Certainly not. Oh. Certainly they didn't put the cosmos. Oh. Oh, you fell off. inaccurate. Is there any way to die on this? Uh, what um, if you... Can it, what, does it know gallows? <laughs> That's fine now. At the moment, it's in sandbox mode, so um, you're supposedly in. Oh, it does in it's those gallows. gallows. Can you use the gallows? Oops. Um, so what? So you can drag these things into the waste. Uh, oh yeah. The top right okay, okay, there we go. So if you try dragging the gallows to the ground, and find I was going to try and fly up to them. Um, where will it go? No, not there. 
So when you say space, it needs to be in like yeah, a... Yeah, make some, make some room. So drag it over to the left where there's some space. Oh, there you go. Okay. So now you might be able to click on the gallows and use them. Alright, got rid of the wings. Uh, but he'll be getting them back in a minute because he's about to put his head through the noose. <laughs> the gallows seem to be scenery, they don't seem to be Yeah, you, unfortunately you can't interact with the gallows, oh. but it's nice of them to bother to make some. They've put one in. I wonder if yeah. there's an electric chair. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I feel like we're abusing the, this lovely, oh, beautiful type, game. Oh, it's quite hard to type using this style of electric. But it's easier to type than to handwrite the letters. Oh, yeah, that's true. We tried it's that. It's very hard. Um, all right, it, it does. <laughs> it does that's frightening. I'm really glad that you brought this because how would we ever have worked out without playing it that it knows um, all these sort of suicide and, and torture devices? <gasps> and when you touch the oh chair, my God. you're shocked and it throws you back. That's amazing. Oh, how many times can oh, you do that? Who should we put in the electric chair? Oh, um, I don't know. It's not going to know Elvis, yeah. is it? Elvis is going to be a, a brand name. Yeah, we need to. You need to think of a kind of a kind of thing. <laughs> kind of. Well, person. we could get the schmuck murderer. Back, but there must Will be it murderer? It's bound to know murderer. I wonder what it thinks a murderer looks like. Right, we've typed in murderer. Oh Ooh. wow! Sort of like a ninja. Yes. And he's attacking you. <laughs> <Sort of laughs> he wants to hurt you, this murderer. <laughs> he's sort of bumping along with a chainsaw and. No, it's a, a knife. Ah, uh, he's been electrocuted, and there's a little speech bubble with all his curse words. <laughs> it's even making a screaming noise. Is it? Unfortunately, you have to get quite close to him to make him. So we're now witnessing for, for the <laughs> listeners at home. We're now witnessing the murderer being electrocuted in the electric chair. Doesn't seem to kill him. He's come back for more, but no, he does get buzzed quite. I don't think you can kill anything in this game. It's a children's game, despite containing no, you can gallows and can you? Yeah. Well, I think I think what I've learnt through Twitter is to be very careful. Which mm. I, I'm part of me is disappointed in myself that I don't go. I find this funny. I'm going to put it out there. Mm. But but I sort of feel that you know I do get people saying that isn't funny. That's that's offensive, and they're right in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, that some some humour is offensive, and 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 Twitter has really made me. Uh, wrestle with the concept of what I'm prepared to say publicly yeah, yeah. and the difference between what I might say uh, to you, yes. <laughs> Layla, who has no morality, <laughs> uh, comedically of course, uh, and, and, um, and, and put out there to, to, to everyone. Um, yes. Where journalists are reading it and quoting it. Yeah, and everything yeah. Else. Um, and, and I admire your Frankie Boyles, mm. who really go for it. Um, yes. You know, like the example which I'm particularly um, obsessed with because I am Jewish, which gives me a sort of uh, sort of card that allows me to go further than others, I suppose, mm. is, is whether you can joke about the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, it's so much part of my background, and I know with other Jews there will be humour, um, and I, I suppose I'm exploring that. It, it occurred to me once when um, I was doing a Jewish gig and I was comparing, and um, I got a piece of paper before the gig saying, um, we are a busload of Auschwitz survivors. Can you please say hello to us during the show? And uh, Which is fine. You have to understand that for Jews, uh, Auschwitz uh, is, is mentioned a lot. You know, it's Auschwitz survivors, it's just... 
there. Yeah. It's not quite so. <gasps> but obviously, this was a comedy gig, even though it was all Jews. And, and you know, what was I meant to do? Was I meant to go out there and say, anyone in from Auschwitz? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, every time. my kind of town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you see, even that, that we're joking about that and yeah. laughing about that, which obviously you are. <laughs> It's Obviously, now on tape. Because I hate Jews. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's difficult, interesting. Is it allowable? Yes. It's, you know, we're, we're basically laughing there at Holocaust survivors. And, yes. you know, but... And, and the uncomfortableness of and, that. Yes. Because that's what brings it up yes. to the surface. Yeah, it? yeah. And, I, you know, so I, I have done a sort of couple of little workshoppy type talks trying to have a framework where I, I ask the question, are we allowed to laugh at the Holocaust? Yeah. And then I sort of say you know say things that I couldn't say under any other framework yes. I've got, this, is, this is your cover for yeah, making those jokes yeah yeah but it <laughs> oh, we'll is have an academic discussion about yeah, it yeah yeah but it's really five minutes material yeah and in November and I wish I knew the date in November they, they are um, organising something at the um, through the JCC which is the Jewish Cultural Centre I think right um, it's called a left right night and it's a it's an anything goes night yeah. And I am going to do anything goes material. Brilliant. Certainly yeah. Jewish anything goes material. See you there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll be front row. Um, so yeah, I'm going to experiment, and and I, I suppose part of my long term goal is to see if I can uh, bring the sort of private me a bit closer to the public comedy persona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Shazam moment. Where yes. The two, yeah. <laughs> will be what it sounds like when that happens. <laughs> sound effect. Yeah, no, I was thinking about, um, because we were talking to Adam Tandy on Monday, and he produces Armando, obviously, mm. and he produ- and we were talking about those Armando Nucci shows that I'm obsessed with from 2001, yes. and um, how, well, we were saying about the edginess of them and stuff, mm. but just talking to you then, I'm pretty sure there was a sketch about showers and gas chambers and stuff, which was like somebody looking around... Uh, a yes. few flat or something and you were in these weren't you yes so that's right yes there was yes might not have been in that sketch yes I helped direct them that's oh, right yeah, but y- yes yes um, that's right there was a edgy sort yeah. of yeah which... and, well, and the interesting thing was Adam Tandy was saying that they had to take loads of stuff out and hold it over for a couple of months and it was all a big disaster making them because of the 9-11 stuff which happened and sort of you weren't allowed to mention planes and you weren't, yeah, 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 yeah and all this kind of thing so, but you were allowed to keep in jokes yes. about the holocaust yeah. and gas chambers apparently yeah. Timeless. They, they made it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always a classic yeah because yeah. yeah. they're fictional so uh, <laughs> you see it's all terribly <laughs> difficult <laughs> yeah um Yes, I mean, what's interesting, what draws comedians to it, to any taboo, is that that's where, that, that, it's of interest, and also that's where potentially the most interesting laughs are. I don't know whether it's the yeah. biggest laughs, yeah. often it will be, yeah. but it's definitely where the most interesting laughs are. Yeah. So there's, there's always a, a tension in comedians about making people laugh about uncomfortable things, especially if you're treading on some really kind of sensitive territory. Mm. That, that must be quite awkward. Like, are, are there any Aryans in the room yeah. kind of you know laughing at the holocaust rather than laughing at yes the, at that's the right if you go and do the same material if I do my left right material at a working men's club or at mm. the BNP rally yeah um, then you know it's a very different feel and, and, and that but I think that's your that, experience eh? yeah your experience. <laughs> there was an Englishman <laughs> and that's about it <laughs> that's, my, that's my BNP joke um, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's but but that's also of interest because that makes you realise that it's about the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. That Al Murray's character or Sasha Baron Cohen's character mm. um, changes in its right onness according to who's mm. who's watching and listening, mm. and he has no control over that. That's the scary thing. Um, uh, but it's also the interesting thing, I think. You know, it's, and, it's being aware of, of the context in which you're being received. Yes, and thing. you will always offend people, but it's whether you can offend mm. them in the right the right way. What do you find offensive? It's a really personal question, but I'd be interested Ooh. to know. Like, is there a level that you don't go beyond because it's personally don't offensive? Stoop to you? Yeah. Is there any level? Well, you no, don't I mean, it's there. There'd be things where I, I think, um, uh, well, I'd be shocked if a comedian does it and think that's out of order. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example recently, but, uh, well, I guess the, the death of Stephen Gately, because uh, I was I was shocked by it, just, just as, as a bloke. I, yeah. I felt that sad. And then someone came in with a joke, uh, with quite a, actually a homophobic joke. Right. Um, which and so you know, like all right on people, you know, homophobia. I'm, you know, I, 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 that's awkward. That's not yeah. good. Mm. But the structure of the joke. <laughs> so that's I had. First of all, I, I went. You shouldn't make a joke. Then oh no, don't no, that's homophobic. I don't really like you. So the person who made the joke. I've made a judgment about, and I've that's affected. Right. But then the joke itself was a well-structured, really good joke. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a confusion. So there's a, there's a confusion yeah. thing. I th- Tension. And it, I think it was a joke that they got off the, off the internet. Right. So, so we could hypothesise and say, if they had made that, that joke themselves, then it would be very tricky because I think, I don't like you, but you are funny, therefore yes. I like you. Oh no, he's really angry now. I wish I hadn't made this murderer, well, you know. I'm sorry to regret making a murderer. Make, make, make something that kills murderers. Um... Well, I made an electric chair. <laughs> it work. seems to work. Try something, try something that will eat him. Um, oh, yeah, good thinking. Does she have a lion? It's a cute lion. I bet he won't. Oh, oh the lion's chasing the murderer. The lion wants to eat the murderer. The murderer's chasing me. They're running at about the same pace. He's not having much luck. That, that lion's completely tame. Oh, he did. Yep, he ate lion. him. I need to get that knife. Oh no, I don't. It's not that kind of game. No, you can. Oh, well, you oh, drag it, it up, onto... but you can drag it onto yourself. And now you can attack the lion. Now I can the kill the lion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, you had it coming. Never trust anyone, lion. I created you, and now I will destroy you. Oh, attack! No, oh, I don't feel good about this. Just <laughs> <That's laughs> the lion. That's not nice. Wait, it fell to its knees. Oh dear. Layla the vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, it's my only outlet. Right. So this is also a game. I mean, we're just playing it in sandbox, mate, yes. but there's also levels that you have to complete, uh, obviously using your, your creativity. Uh, right, so you have to sort of um, work out that you're supposed to build a ladder to get something out of a tree and yeah, that, yeah, sort, of that sort of thing. Or you could make a beaver. Or you can just make a... yeah. Right, let's see if I can um, blow up the T-Rex. Sorry, I've just I've got, a bit, I've got a bit too into this. So if you tap on the missile, you'll arm it. And three, two, one. No. Oh yeah, it killed him. Brilliant. Very much. Ah. And I mean. it's left behind some meat. Yum yum. You can't eat the meat. That's quite not very much meat, it's sort of a, about the size of a It's like a, a large pork chop. Yeah. Oh, I've Oh, brilliant. 
I'm wearing the massive head. What does that? What does that do? Awesome. Oh. There you go. Well, scribble knots is fun. Yes, lovely game. Good for your vocabulary. So if you have, if you own any small children, um, and you want them to learn new words, like murderer and electric chair. <laughs> Missile. This is how we play it. So, what other games have you got for your DS? I've got, in fact, I've got them. I've got them with me. Um, my sister-in-law just lent me uh, Professor Layton and the Curious Village, which is uh, a sort of alternative to brain training in that it's just a bunch of puzzles. I said just. It's a lovely bunch of puzzles. Um, that was a good idea, that, moving that away from the microphone. I was just thinking it's probably making a horrible tinny noise. Yeah, it's very irritating. Um, so yeah, uh, Professor Layton and the Curious Village is a collection of puzzles in mm-hmm. a game story form. Uh, Mario Kart DS, very good, uh, yes. good on the DS. Uh, Tony Hawk, got a couple of Tony Hawk games. Nice. Um, Advanced Wars. Somebody lent me, my friend Adam lent me uh, Advanced, Advanced Wars. Wars. Yeah, it's like a sort of a uh, turn-based strategy game. Right. Sort of like a um, an RTS, but not with the R. More right. turn-based than than RTS. Okay. You know what I mean? No. Advanced Wars is kind of like a turn-based strategy game, so it's a bit like. Um, it doesn't matter how many how many times you say it. I'm saying it so that I can. It still doesn't really make any sense. Doesn't help, is it? Well, you know, it's, a, it's like. Um, Civilization. Okay. Or, um. But like a war version, like Risk or something. Yeah, like Risk. Okay. But with tanks. Right. Instead of little, uh, Good. men. Yes. Better. Yeah, that, that was very unclear, wasn't it? That's fine, it's sort of like it? a cross between Risk and Red Alert, really. So, if you'd like us to test any of, um, any of Rue's DS games. Or, listener, any of your DS games. Yes. Just send them just to us. Just send your requests and your games. Yeah. And we'll play them. And I, I'm, I've got a Wii, I don't know if you have. I've got a Wii. Although my Wii's Wii an games. American Wii, so if you've mm, got uh, American... Because <laughs> I don't have any American Wii games. Right. So. You've got an American Wii but no games. No, no games at all, apart from obviously the ones that came with it. Yeah, um, which are the best ones. Xbox 360. Got one okay. You got one of them? Uh, no. Yeah, Schmuck, you see, that's, that's uh, had a bit of popularity. Uh, with, I did this documentary uh, last week, went out on Radio 4. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and one of the words that everyone picked up on was the Yiddish for condom, which is a schmeckeldecker. Um, because uh, <laughs> schmeckeldecker, it sort of takes the stress out of using a condom. It just feels lovely. Um, it does brighten the mood, yeah. And it's a schmeckeldecker. Yeah, when you say schmeckeldecker, you immediately think strawberry flavoured. You don't feel ribbed or just plain. You feel not fun. Yes. So Schmeckeldecker actually comes from uh, from Schmuck, the diminutive of Schmuck, not necessarily diminutive as in tiny. Uh, uh, he hastens uh, to say as, as a Jew. Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but Schmeckel means maybe a little penis or or a, a, a lovely, a dear penis, yeah. a beloved penis. Yeah. And Decker comes from <laughs> Decker <laughs> comes from Decken to cover. So it's a lovely penis cover, lovely no, or if you like, a, if you will, a little penis cover. Yes. Um, uh, uh, so that's a schmeckeldecker. And then I love the, there's a term, I mean, this is, I was at uh, Oxford uh, in the uh, 80s studying Yiddish, uh, doing a, a doctorate in Yiddish. And so I do speak uh, an Oxford Yiddish, or as we like to say, the Queen's Yiddish. <laughs> um, um, but... Uh, the, the, there's a word that we used to call as if something was a real, I suppose, a, a real fuck up. You'd say it was a schmeckeldeckerei. 
It was like a sort of groupage of a field of condomage. <laughs> it was that was that much, you know. And there they wouldn't be strawberry flavored. They'd be used. They'd be wrecked. Yeah. They'd be with holes in them. It would be just yeah. a field. It's, it's condoms it's everywhere. Like the beach. Total yeah. condomage. <laughs> condomage. Condamage. That should be a word though. Yes, condomage. it is. I'm going to tweet that later. Condomage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah do. Just uh, been on the um, podcast was um, complete condomage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, but but I mean, I hasten to say that Yiddish is a very rich language, yeah. rich literature, poetry, yes. culture. Yeah. Not just condoms. So it's not just, and it's not just swearing. Though the swearing is great. Uh, Sometimes when you say a Yiddish word, um, in uh, when you're talking about stuff you personally i mean mm. you, it sounds like you're doing sounds with your mouth but isn't that I, I don't, all language I don't know. well let me finish um sounds with your mouth that i i've never had to do with mine uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah yeah in, in yeah in my usual english yes. speaking day no that's right so um do you i mean it, it do they have because there's, be chochem. there's right. a sound a a chochem is a wise man uh so, yeah that's a double so yeah. that's quite but you know or you could say er is a chochem means he's a wise man. Or you could say er is a chochem and that means him, a wise man. <laughs> so that's the trouble with the Yiddish when it's written down. You never know. It's such it's quite, a it's quite sarcastic. Yeah, it's a very I'm full of irony. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. So my son, the doctor, uh, in Yiddish. The doctor. Yeah. In Yiddish, that could be a terrible insult. That's more likely to be, you know, mum, you're not looking well. My son, the doctor. You know, oh, it's more right. likely to be. Uh, uh, is, this dismissal. Why, is this why Jews are so funny? Like, is that is that a racist thing to say? But like, so many people that I know now who I am are offended. Jewish yeah. are are really funny. But yeah. is, is it kind of in the in the language and in the? I think it's well, certainly in the language and, and and in the layers of irony, and it's also in that outsider thing and yeah, the, the yeah. fact that we're generally not very good looking. So we've got to uh, make up for it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't judge everyone by Aryan standards. <laughs> <laughs> by the master you should, race, you should come shouldn't, to some kind of internal. Um, shouldn't compete with the master about, race. No, right. right. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not fair on anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so do some other sounds that sound like. Um, <laughs> make make an you'd be great on breakfast news. You're such a good interviewer. <laughs> do 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 a Manuel impression, Andrew Sachs. Um, yeah, okay, well. So this is, uh, this is the internet's Dave Green. Hello. Yeah, I mean, the other, the other big players. Are, these, these cake bars say Cadbury on them. I noticed he's already opened these ones. Well, they, 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 they we came open. We did keep him waiting for quite a while, though, didn't we? He was sitting there in the corner when we were doing our interview. Eating they, a scary they came, they, 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 ca- they came open on the train. <laughs> We, we, we were like, <laughs> they fell open and three of, three, of, three of the bars were consumed by other passengers who, 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 looked, who looked, you know, a little, a little bit hungry. Um, these uh, Cadbury Coke bars, I think, are um, licensed to, here we are, Manor Bakeries of Barnsley. Nothing wrong with that, of course. They, can just, they, they just reuse Cadbury's uh, chocolate in them. There's a, there's a whole load of these. Um, uh, for Halloween, Cinder Toffees, which sound a little bit like Bonfire Night, and I don't know, they're, they're not toffees that taste particularly of ash or Cinder. other products <laughs> of combustion, but nonetheless, they have a, they have a bit of a ring to them. There's some sort of I th- there's some sort of spooky mini roll that mm. is blackcurrant and vanilla flavoured. Again, I, you know, I'm I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure not that. I'm not really getting the fear 
off that. <laughs> and, um, I am. Blackcurrant and vanilla sounds terrifying. These are, these were going to be called blood orange cake bars, but I, 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 I don't I don't know if people people thought oh that's has it got blood that's, in it? That's stepping over a line. <laughs> They're now. How, how so, do you know that fact? Like uh, I I read it I read it in the trade press. Um, <laughs> I assume, unless they unless they've got a a, uh, a blood orange product coming up, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but these um, time for summer. But yeah, just 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 in the light of what of what of what we were currently previously discussing. So this is now the Cadbury Scary Orange Cake Bar. Just 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 break off a bit of that and um, see if it reminds you of anything. <laughs> now, I'd like to before it's even gone in my mouth. The mm-hmm. the Scary Orange. Uh, filling is red. It's very red. You see, that's where the blood would have come they in. Should have called it blood orange. Mm. Mm. Censorship. It's um. Reminds me of a Jaffa cake. Mm. It's exactly like a Jaffa cake. Mm. Uh, Ca- I mean, you know, I think Cadbury's have never successfully like um re- really made uh, many inroads into that the uh, the Jaffa cake market. But um, it's a jacket with a thicker base. Oh, yeah, oh, nice. Um, it's a different shape. A lot of sponge in there. It's a good, good bit of sponge. Nice, nice, tasty I, orange but top. When but... I have a Jaffa cake, I don't think. I wish there was more base. That's not <laughs> my, it's not usually my first thought. I wish there was more of a meal to it. <laughs> I wish there, I wish it was more bready and cakey. That's the part I like about the Jaffa cake. That's not what I think. Um, but you know, it's, it's fine as a cake bar. It's it's not unpleasant, but it is very Jaffa cake. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Not nice, nice effort, Cadbury, but but not not mm. really not really terrifying, not really yes. not really frightening enough. And so, just as like obviously this is like like any horror movie, we've encountered some some minor minor thrills along the way. But now I present perhaps the most terrifying climax of all: uh, Mojo's squirting skulls. Let's see. This oh is, my word! That really is scary. This is just a tiny oh, packet yeah. that I picked up in 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 Tesco. Let's. Let's see. I assume they're human skulls rather than the the, squir- <laughs> the, the squirting craniums of the. Oh, these do look interesting. I haven't seen these. I like um. Ah, pick, pick out, pick out a squirty so skull. Let's, let's get a good, God, a good grip like on this. Competitive eating competition, right? So yes. it's a rubber, almost like a wine gum. Yes, but with a sort of red something in red Filling. inside it. It's got a liquid centre to it. Oh, oh. Yeah. it's squirted in my mouth. Oh, I, I like the squirty bit. I'm I not bit, sure I do. I bit mine, so I didn't get the squirty experience. Mm. Not You've got to get it between your molars. Mm. And you know, you, I'm you not sure. It, it, lo- exactly it looks like you get approximately nine squirting uh, squirting skulls. Oh. They're all of the same flavour. I'm a little disappointed because the um. They're jelly skulls mm. with a natural juicy liquid centre. So it's good to see they've avoided. Uh, artificial uh, brain contents, um, and you know this is this is this is a this is a bit of a continuum. Uh, with I mean we've 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 seen these sort of squirty uh, products um, uh, over, over the past few years. They probably haven't impinged too much on your everyday existence. Um, there was uh, I think round trees do a bursting bug. Oh look at that! Doesn't imagine. It, imagine if they're all imagine if they're all different insects with different coloured goo oh, inside. Wouldn't that be scarier? Mm. 
And um, and I think this is slightly more successful. I, I, I did inexplicably come across some, uh, some Captain Scarlet shoes that, mm. had, that may have had liquid centres, and, and I never completely understood. You you remember Carl, Captain Scarlet? Indestructible. Yeah, yeah, and he was indestructible, but his <laughs> his shoes were not. Um, his shoes. His shoes. <laughs> his shoes. <laughs> mm. Um, so, um, I'm afraid that pretty much concludes my, um, my, my, uh, my quick Halloween uh, oh, roundup. I, I, I don't know if you want to give them a sort of fear factor. I think uh, the skulls we, we are could probably, rank them, the, couldn't we? probably we could the scariest. Them. Yeah, in terms of pure fear, I think the idea of biting into a skull and its red, gooey bla- brain squirting it's, it's, it's disturbing. It's a shame it's not a crunchy skull, isn't it? And oh, you, and that would be much better. Yeah, you, you, we yeah, shell around it. Shape, shape, shape like the skulls of, as you say, birds or <laughs> weasels. <rat>. Um, <laughs> a rat skull would be really And again, Horrible. you see chocolate eyeballs, but you don't see jelly eyeballs. I think that would be stepping oh. over a line. Nazi with a milky eyes. fluid centre, <laughs> with a with an aqueous humour, <laughs> as I believe the technical term is. Uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing in delicious seasonal yes, sweets. Yes, well. that's all right. It's, set you back a few quid. It's a pleasure. No, well, a lot, and uh, well, again, impress- impressively, a lot of these a lot of these are currently on offer. So oh, right. I don't know if they're like maybe if they're successful, they will diversify into scary orange cake bars all year round. We can only hope. Brilliant. Thank you very much, and um, we'll see you next time for more season snacks. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I mean, the last time I played a game was in the eighties. Right. What was it? Was it, it an eighties game. It was an eighties. It was Asteroids at one oh. of those pub tables that are now probably worth a fortune. Oh, yeah. You know. Thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. But it was Asteroids. It was in my lunch break. I was waking, working in Transalpino, uh, which I don't think exists anymore. But it was like the height. The height height of technology there, because it was what gave you your under-26 tickets. You were under-26 and you wanted to interrail, then you had to go through Transalpino. So I was working at Transalpino and I just wanted to to get playing Asteroids. I couldn't wait for my lunch break and I thought, uh, Um, I am addicted to that. 10p in the slot, or whatever it was, probably 10 yeah, I mean, wouldn't have been twenty, would it? That'd be a lot. Ten's quite. Oh, it, I mean, it would be very. Yeah, I guess it would be ten p. I mean, I was, I was reminiscing about the old days, the other day, and I, I was talking to a mate from Oxford, and I said, "Do you remember?" And this, this I do remember is going to a cash point, which was whoa, hey, <laughs> going to a cash point and taking out ten quid for the weekend and thinking we're yeah. set up. Yeah, ten quid. You could take out yeah. five quid from a yeah. cash point and yeah. think. You did. Oh, I remember the green screens. Um, I remember having floppy disks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, the last time you used it. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I remember computers coming in. Yeah. I remember that. Did you have? What was? Did you have a? I had a very early computer. Apple. Did you? I, I, my first purchase was and and which was like, come round and see what I've got. Was uh, <laughs> an electronic typewriter that remembered. The last ten things oh, that you typed, yeah. the last oh. ten characters, and that was it. Be witchcraft, <laughs> you know. And that was look what NASA have developed. <laughs> but then I remember it going, it going very quickly into the sort of computer mm. world, um, and I had a Mac early. But you had to do the MS DOS then, yeah. all that thing. Yeah, you had to you know some code. Yeah, you had to do all the coding. Was, yourself. It, was it an Apple? Um, 
was it an Apple II or an Apple Lisa? Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't an Apple one? Lisa. I don't yeah. know. It was, it was very oh. early. This is and where did you have any boxy games thing with a uh, slot in the front. Uh, Big boxy thing oh, with the screen. Oh, Mac the Classic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and with the... Um, uh, floppies, the big yeah, yeah. floppy yeah. disks, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, we were the Yiddish department at Oxford was mm. one of the first to really get computer literate. Right. Um, so one of the first Yiddish departments, or one of the first one of the first departments. I mean, it was very yeah. ahead of the game. And when you type Yiddish, do you, do you have a different um, different characters and different? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. So it's yeah. all Hebrew characters. So it's yeah, I had to put little stickers on. But bringing together our conversation about <laughs> games and uh, offensive humour, yes, I'm reminded of <laughs> a friend of mine who. Um, it's great. Uh, he just does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> just a so friend, start, start at that point. Push him yeah. away, and he just. No, a friend of mine who, um, who, because uh, I, I had this terrible story that happened to me, which is true. I'm just processing whether I should tell this or not. Just tell it and then decide what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, we can decide uh, later. But. Um, uh, I, was, I was at the National, and I had a sore throat, and uh, the National Theatre, that is, and, uh, and some old actor said, what you need is to go and purchase some sweets called Negroids. <laughs> now, these nightmarish sweets are a bit like Fisherman's Friends, but much more intense. Yes. They're black, hence I presume the title. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, they are what actors used to take and opera singers to really give their throat a right kick in to clear it out to clear it out so they're sort of borderline um, sort of prescription stroke but you can buy them over the counter and he said I I was suspicious I said well no hold on the new niggeroids and uh, it was confirmed to me by other people uh, that these exist so I went to the local chemist and there was a black woman serving. Oh, no. And I just thought, if this woman was white, because this is how we fought in the 80s, how we thought in the 80s, if this person was white... Yeah. I, sorry, I'm banging the... Yeah, yeah. Banging yeah. The table. If this person was white, I would ask them. Yeah. So I'm not going to discriminate. I am going to ask them. So I oh. asked this woman if she had any negroids. And, you know... <laughs> Suffice to say, she'd never heard of them. <laughs> so you can imagine the situation she there. She meant her children. Oh, it was it was a terrible, terrible mess. I I, I I didn't I didn't buy anything. I ran out, yeah. and I came back and I told what had just happened to an actor of my age, who was amused, and he shared with me the story that he had. He was obsessed and addicted to games, and when he was a, a student at the students' union, they brought some more games in. And he saw what they were, and he screamed across the hall, Pac-Man, just as a group of Asian students <laughs> were walking past him. So we shared these terrible, unfortunate, right-on liberal white man traumas together. Isn't Pac-Man now is such a, a thing yes, that it would matter. That's later. right. But, but this, in the time, 80s, it was like a man. new game yeah. that people hadn't heard of. Yes. Wow. It's a minefield out yes. there. Yes. Thank you very, very much, uh, Dave yes, Schneider, for coming in. It's thank been a you real for ending my career. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Care. <laughs> Anytime. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Well, good um, luck. No, it's brilliant. And you, yeah, you're really good. So, um, Thanks, Chief. Thanks for your time. I'll just shake your hands in a sort of mm, official way. Bit of shake hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. 
if you have anything you want us to review or talk about in any way, then let us know um, on shiftrunstop.co.uk or on our uh, Twitter account, which is at shiftrunstop. Um, or either of our, you know, you can get hold of us basically, it's pretty easy if you are on the internet, which presumably you are.